everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the year for HSDT. We kicked off season two last week with Natalie Steen of The Nat Note, and I wanted to say thank you. Wow. Thank you guys so much for the incredible feedback. That was an amazing week for the podcast, and we felt the love. We felt the support, and I wanted to say a massive thank you to you guys for sharing that episode. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Perhaps you found us last week and you're listening again, I think you're really going to enjoy today's conversation with the Jay Lowry ladies, Jamie and Margaret. Well, for those of you who have been listening for some time, you know that I love to unpack what's going on with the podcast, specifically with my listeners, so that you get the inside scoop as I learn and figure out how to do anything that I'm doing with the podcast right now. And I wanted to share a really exciting update that hopefully will shed some light in regard to scheduling guests because we We have an amazing influx of uh, potential guests and hopes of folks coming on the podcast. We currently have episodes through April. I got way ahead of myself last year with recordings, and I'm hoping to tamper that down a little bit so that episodes with recording dates and live dates are a little more seamless and a little closer together. So I appreciate your patience and understanding as we continue to get an incredible lineup for you. Like I said, we have episodes through April at this point, so we will continue to schedule recording this spring. And as you all know, there's always the opportunity to sponsor our episodes. We have quite a few people lined up to chat about that opportunity. And if that is of interest to you, if you're a business owner and you'd like us to highlight your business on an upcoming episode, we would be thrilled to do so. You can check out our website and connect directly to me and we can walk through what that process might look like. Last update, you guys, we would love to hear from you if you haven't left a five-star review on iTunes please feel free to do so. All right, guys, let's dive into today's episode. I love this conversation with the Jay Lowry ladies. I know you're going to enjoy it too. I am really eager to meet these ladies in real life because you know what? I think we would probably be like best friends. (laughs) Here is Jamie and Margaret on how'd she do that. Today's guests, Jamie Gresham and Margaret Boyce are the co-founders of Southern-based luxury handbag line, Jay Lowry. The two, who are lifelong friends, took their passion for style and fashion to create meaningful accessories for the people who inspire and influence them every day. All Jay Lowry bags are handmade in New York City with high-quality leathers sourced from Italy. The two founders, neither of whom have design experience, built their business and products by doing and learning. The collaborative duo are not only running a business and designing new collections, but they are also both mothers. When Jamie and Margaret aren't designing new pieces or encouraging women like myself, they're likely dining out, reading, traveling, or enjoying time with family and friends. Margaret and Jamie, welcome to How'd She Do That? Goodness, thanks so much, Emily. That was so sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much. That it's, it's, we've listened to so many episodes, and that is about the coolest thing to hear our names on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you guys are the best. It's so funny. And I have to share with our listeners. Um, I, I didn't even want to press record. Like, I just want to keep talking to you guys beforehand and, and just get to know you both. I can tell we're going to be fast friends. We yes, feel the exact same. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this has been really fun. And, and like I said, we were just chatting beforehand, just talking about the different entities of your business, the different entities of your friendship, which my goodness goes way back. And I'm eager to share. I'm eager to share with listeners a little bit more about you both. So perhaps let's get started. Maybe share a little bit of insight into how long you guys have known each other. And then ultimately we'll move to where you both decided to go to school. Yes, we go way, way back. Um, Margaret and I are truly lifelong friends. Uh, we were both born and raised in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, I was born on March 26th. Margaret was born on March 28th. <laughs> so oh we have had shared lots of joint birthday parties and um, <laughs> truly have been with each other um, in every life phase, elementary through high school. And then we both went to the University of Mississippi, um, Ole Miss, hotty toddy, um, <laughs> where we uh, spent all four years there as well. So we've truly been um, best friends and just lifelong, you know, partners in crime and everything we've done um, since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to throw another layer in there, I actually uh, married Margaret's first cousin. Um, so now <laughs> I'm in the family because that wasn't official enough. <laughs> um, it's really fun. Oh, sorry. It's really funny because actually one time um, when we went on a sourcing trip um, or actually to visit a manufacturer, we told someone in New York our connection and they were like, oh my gosh, that is so Southern. I love it. And we're like, you cannot get more Southern than our relationship. So um, we like to joke that we think that we were in the hospital at the same time and now we're probably going to be buried next to each other one day. It's just, it's just been a lifelong friendship and, you know, we know it's going to continue on further than even more now. Mm-hmm. So Oh my gosh. Well, it's so special and it it does right off the bat, you guys, those of you who are listening, it takes another level of interest in the business, just knowing that about you both and knowing Mm -hmm. it it really is more of a sisterhood (laughs) than a friendship. I could have even probably put that into the intro. It it seems as though there is that connect. Now, were you guys, were your parents, family, friends already, or did you guys make that connection through your friendship? Yeah, we, um, our parents were friends. I mean, um, Meridian, where we grew up was a really small, I mean, small city, (laughs) small Mississippi place. So, I mean, everyone knows everyone. Um, and yeah, so they were already friends and I mean, it's the type of place that there's, you know, one school and everyone goes to the same place. It was unavoidable, but, um, yes, I mean, we've, quite literally been in each other's lives forever. So oh my God. I know. Yes. Well, it's so fun. So this is really cool. I'm excited to hear what did you both think you were getting into when you went to school? So perhaps share a little bit more about what you majored in and maybe how you both landed on your given major. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, when I first went to Ole Miss, I majored, um, I switched my major a couple of times as as one does, not knowing what they want to do forever when they're 18. But um, I majored <laughs> or got my degree in hospitality management thinking I wanted to go into event planning um, after a few internships. And one major internship after I graduated, I realized that was not the path I wanted to take, which is also kind of terrifying to think, wow, I've already graduated from college and this is not what I want to do. Um, wow. But the beauty, of, um, the beauty of that too is 
you really just have to work very hard to, mm-hmm. um, in whatever job you have. And you don't have to have a degree to work in a specific field unless, you know, you're in medicine or law. But, um, yeah, I think I just, I loved being too creative and I thought event planning would be where I would find that fulfillment. And, you know, luckily we've ended up here where we've been able to be very creative with our business. And I know we'll get, you know, walk from how we walk through how we got from um, college to here, but um, yeah. Right. And um, I majored in um, journalism with an emphasis in PR. Um, And I think going into college, I was thinking maybe like the New York magazine life or something Um. seemed somewhat glamorous, but honestly did not have um, too clear of a vision of what exactly I wanted to do with it. I just knew there were like certain skills I wanted to acquire while I was at school. So (laughs) I wanted to really beef up, you know, those marketing skills and writing skills and just kind of prepare myself for something. Um, I think I had a general idea of like the type of life and career that I wanted in some form of marketing, but not like a specific, you know, I want to go work at Vogue and that's all I want to do. Um, necessarily. So I feel like Margaret and I, we spend a lot of um, time thinking back on, you know, what if we would have majored in, like, (laughs) it's easy to look back and say, gosh, I wish I would have been a business major. That would have been so (laughs) helpful right about now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think, you know, it is learning by doing. And um, I mean, especially in a small business, it's, I mean, every day we're learning something new. Um, and so, you know, those, those years that we were at college, it's, you, you have to value what you were learning while you were there. And then obviously those first positions that Margaret and I held afterwards, um, you know, just invaluable, like mm. takeaways from those. So, well, that's, I love what you just said, and I'm already doing my pause and rewind moment. I do these in episodes <laughs> sometimes, but if you're listening and, and I love what Jamie just shared about like many people and I, I love my major, by the way, if you're looking for a great major, just go with communication, you guys, because it is so just like broad, but I love what you both just shared in that, you know, that was your interest at the time. There were different skills you wanted to hone in on, but ultimately it's learning as you go, which I know we're going to hear in your story. And so it's cool just right off the bat, um, an encouragement perhaps for someone who's listening that actually you think, why did I do that major? Hey, I have had so many guests on, they're not even doing what they majored in college. (laughs) I mean, you know, but there are different things that you can pull from what you learned for you guys. I'm sure event planning, marketing, PR, you know, that's going to come back around. But I love that encouragement right off the bat, Jamie, of just, you know, looking back, sure, you could maybe have done something else, but there's going to be takeaways that you can, you can move forward with. Well, well, tell me this, how did you guys move forward in your, you know, post-grad life? What was the first role out of school for you both? Um, I think we both, what did we both jump into retail, Jamie? I know I I wanted to follow my now husband to the city where he lived, which was in Atlanta. Um, And of course my parents were like, well, you can't move without a job. So I, you know, I got a quick, a quick job at um, Kendra Scott in Atlanta while I was looking for other things um, that felt more long-term. But um, even then, you know, you don't, had I known then that I would start my own handbag line, you know, I I probably, you know, would have made other decisions, but you don't know what you're going to take with you from every little job you have, regardless of 
how grand they are. Um, so it's kind of crazy how just that comes full circle that, you know, I was working in retail and, and selling and now Jamie and I have our own handbag line and online store. So it's kind of crazy how things come full circle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, my, my first job out of um, college was also um, a retail position. And then I, um, while I was kind of on the job hunt for something else, but now when I look back um, during that time, this was in Nashville, Tennessee, but um, now when I look back on that time that I spent in that store and I think about this one customer in particular that would, you know, text me ahead of time and I would pull things for her and I would lay things together. And, you know, even at that point, I don't think I would ever be like, wow, I just am in it. And this is the fashion world. And like, but that (laughs) is, that is the real deal fashion is like that retail experience of people, you know, putting things together and, you know, shaping looks for, you know, women of all different sizes and different styles. And, um, you know, those, those relationships that you build. And now that we, you know, have so many amazing retail partners, and I look at that time and how valuable that was that we got to, that I really got to kind of learn how to curate a personal style for someone and how to um, really respect and, you know, hear what they love. And Hmm. now, I mean, that's such a buzzword for Margaret and I, and we've built an entire brand off of celebrating personal styles, you know, so. Hmm. Beautifully said, um, Jamie. Right. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And so from there, I kind of moved into um, my, you know, series of physicians within different marketing roles. And so, um, and that, obviously pays off every day because the, the <laughs> things that I was learning then I am still doing now yeah. uh, very much so and uh, when you're a small business owner you realize very quickly that you wear a lot of hats and you have a lot of jobs so any any experience that you can gain before that um, will will come full circle and you will use it again yeah I mean it's so good and and right off the bat to think of you guys both being in retail I find that very interesting not knowing what was ahead for you that you guys kind of stepped into those roles and now tell me this because I always love to have a time frame kind of in mind as we discuss and as we move forward with the, with the timing here what year is this you guys is this what 2014 20, 2013 yes so we graduated college 2013. So that would have been yeah, like 2014. Okay. Um, this is going to be so fun for me because we graduated the same year. Yay. <laughs> so no, so I can, I'm going to be, I'm going to be personally thinking about what I was doing when you guys were doing all of this, <laughs> which is really fun for me. It feels like a um, lifetime ago. It's kind of crazy. That um, seems so long ago. It really yeah. does. And for those of you who are listening and you think we're so young, love that. And for those of you who are listening and think we're so old, just wait. You're yes. literally five five seconds away from the feeling we have right now. It goes back. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. This is really fun. I'm I'm already enjoying this so much. So so tell us how long was was were those different stints in in retail? Is, is that where you both stayed? Did you jump around a bit? Fill us in on kind of what what the roles looked like maybe before coming together and, and kind of brainstorming Jay Lowry. Um Yeah, well, I actually, um, so we lived in Atlanta for around four years and I was in retail for a short bit, maybe six months. And then I applied to Savannah College of Art and Design, the um, campus in Atlanta to get a certification in graphic design. So I was a part-time student and then got a part-time job working for a social media marketing agency. Um, And so, which always, Jamie and I just, we, you know, we talk about this all the time, but it's just kind of crazy how 
pivotal your and how much you grow in your twenties. And I think those two, um, you know, being a student at SCAD for a little bit and then working at the social media agency were my major growth periods where I learned, you know, my strengths and weaknesses and what I liked and disliked. And it kind of helped me figure, figure out a little bit more of a direction. Um, but the, um, the agency is called Imagine Media Consulting. It was owned by, um, two women who were, you know, one was my age, one was a couple years older and it was a very small and intimate team. And I, I feel like watching them every single day and them being so transparent and, uh, about what it takes to run a business and, you know, allowing for all of their teammates and employees to assume so much responsibility and still mm-hmm. a lot of confidence in, in myself just to, you know, that it helps you realize what you're capable of, especially when you have people in your corner encouraging you mm-hmm. and telling you, um, you know, or trying to push you in a path towards your strengths. Um, mm-hmm. So having that and then, you know, working or, taking classes, you know, drawing classes and color theory and having that, um, you know, creative fulfillment as well was, you know, huge for me. And I didn't realize at the time too, how much those classes would come in handy when it, you know, that we would own a handbag line and how, you know, I didn't feel like I was a very good drawer then, but I can sketch (laughs) some handbags now when we're talking about designs and, you know, what colors go well together and, you know, Mm. um, just those two things. I think that was in Atlanta shortly after starting school, I decided that I was not going to be able to do both just because it was Mm. a lot of time. And so I stayed on at the social media agency and where I stayed until we left Atlanta and moved to Birmingham for my husband's job. Um, And luckily when I got here, you know, you get a, it's a clean slate when you first move somewhere and you, you, you know, you wonder if you want to stay in the same field that you're in or if you want to try something completely different and, yeah. And that's when you call on your friends to have those hard conversations and, <laughs> you know, to try to build you up and ask their advice. And luckily I had Jamie in my corner to ask a lot of questions and, wow. uh, you know, we just started talking about style and fashion and, you know, what a future could look like for us and what we were interested in. And, you know, that was when she was like, well, you know, if you want to start a business, um, I think you should do it. I think you're very capable. And I said, well, I'm not doing it unless you come with me. Um, and sure enough, she put in her two weeks and we were off to New York and, you know, the following. So it was, it was very much, Jamie assumed all the risk there by quitting her job. And, um, you know, when someone has that much faith in, in you as a person and as, you know, in your business idea, you, you know, it's hard not to have that faith and confidence too. So, um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So we just heard Margaret's version. Jamie, what are you doing doing during this time? I love it. That's what I was going to say is um, it sounds when we say it or when when we tell the story again, it sounds like that's the bulleted version, but it really was that quick and it really was (laughs) that easy. (laughs) But um, I, at the time when Margaret did make her move to Birmingham, um, I was in a role that I was very comfortable in. I'd been there um, for about a year and a half, I think, but I was the marketing director at a um, really amazing events company here in Memphis, Tennessee. So I have since moved to Memphis um, and I followed my fiance at that point, now husband, um, here and we were planning a wedding and doing all of those fun things um, when I first moved here. But um, yeah, I I was at that position. I loved it. It was, um, again, just like with Margaret, I think 
they were really great about building my confidence. They gave me a lot of responsibilities um, and they gave me a lot of creative freedom to try different things, um, you know, in their marketing department. So I think that was the perfect send off to start, you know, to starting your own business. And Mm. there was a lot of different um, stops along the way before I got there Mm. um, that, you know, you take things from all of them. But um, I think, you know, when Margaret gave me that call, I don't know if I would have been, if I would have been somewhere else, I don't know if I would have been so confident to say yes. Um, Mm. So yes, getting that call from Margaret was like a call that um, I think I've been waiting for my whole life. I just didn't know. (laughs) And um, Now looking back on it. um, But I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I've always thought that I wanted to do something or have my own, you know, business in some way. Um, I just, you know, coming out of college, like you, you don't assume that you're going to have the confidence to do something like that on your own. And, um, you know, I always knew I wanted to, I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to focus on or what would, you know, and I just, I knew in due time that something would grab me um, Mm. and that I would find, you know, I would find my way. Um, So getting that call from Margaret was, you know, she always talks about (laughs) the risk that I assumed, but I mean, it took me all of five seconds to answer that one. We luckily had very supportive Um, husbands who were, you know, you know, gung-ho from the very beginning too. So um, I I remember those first few months of like starting to kind of tell people that we were thinking about doing this. And I mean, it's like, you want to keep your cards so close because you're like, is this even real? Like you're pinching yourself every day. You're like, I'm kind of doing this thing, but I don't know. And um, (laughs) so, I mean, yes, but we had so much support just right out of the gate from our family and our friends and our husbands. And um, that continued support has been what has made Jay Lowry what it is thus Uh. far. So, Oh my gosh. I, I mean, there's so, I have, I have so many different thoughts right now, but, but one that I love Jamie that you just shared. Um, but Margaret, you actually mentioned this as well. Um, having, you both were in a setting that you really had bosses that championed you in in your given roles, both in Margaret and the social media that you were doing. And then Jamie in, in Memphis doing events and whatnot. It sounds like you both had amazing setups where, where your bosses were really instilling confidence in you both. Um, and what a great, I was going to say like diving board, but, but I guess, um, propel propelling you into the next step to have had people around you that were encouraging you. And then of course, family being so excited. But my question for you both is how did you land on handbags specifically? Um, I think it, it's kind of funny, Jamie and I are like, how did we get to handbags? But it really, um, we both started looking, um, you know, we started talking about our interest in personal style and fashion when she was helping me trying to figure out what to do next. I think we noticed that there was, um, you know, not, there was nothing on the market that felt that we felt represented us. And we always mm-hmm. talk too about how there are so many inspiring women in the South and how there are a few um, contemporary lines based here. I think mm-hmm. we wanted, you know, once we found what we wanted to make, um, you know, we, we just decided that we wanted to build a brand that would represent those women and, um, and one that they could be proud of. I think handbags are, you know, it's, it's something you carry with you every day. You carry your life in it. You know, you carry Mm -hmm. your phone. I mean, your phone is your life pretty much, but you carry everything (laughs) with you. Um, and it's something that, you know, people see it's, it's, 
I've always heard too that if you know, even if you're wearing leggings and a t-shirt or you're wearing workout clothes, if you have a good handbag, people know you have good taste. And I, that's yes. kind of always stuck with me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you know, if we can design a handbag where you know people still feel confident in their workout clothes, like running around with this this beautiful bag, then you know we can we can make something of it. So, um, you know, Jamie and I uh, always are looking towards like the east and west coast, and we feel like that's typically where you look when you're looking for inspiration and style, you know, thinking street style of New York and those sorts of things. But we, we kind of thought that that, you know, sometimes those certain styles don't translate well to different areas. And of course, being from the South, you know, you want to dress like the high fashion, um, like Jamie was saying, uh, magazine editor and things. But when you're in the South, it doesn't, you know, you feel kind of out of place. So we wanted to yeah. build, you know, create these bags that were felt a little, fa- felt fashion forward, but less intimidating. And, um, you know, ones that could translate well to all, all areas of the country. Um, wow. And I, Jamie, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but. Uh, well, and I, I mean, we can, I feel like we're slowly now getting into design and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Always a fun one to jump into. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, we have a, we have a good friend who is actually a brand owner herself and um, she is based out of New York, but she, you know, mentioned, she described our bags as kind of like New York in the South. Mm. And um, to us, that was like, I mean, like the biggest compliment ever, because I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. And what we've tried to do from day one is we really just wanted to create something that was effortless, timeless, um, but still had a little bit of an edge enough that it can stand out and, you know, stand out amongst, you know, a sea of, you know, luxury and, um, you know, all of these different things that people are carrying in the South. So really for us, it started with, and I think, I mean, I really think Margaret kind of nailed it earlier, but it really started for us. We wanted to build a brand in the South. We wanted to build something that people felt that they could, that embodied their style and that wasn't currently on the market. Mm. And um, so, you know, when you're starting with such inspirational women, like we already knew we were winning. Mm. Um, It's just making sure that with everything that we do, that we kind of you know, continue that and continue making that our focus. And so um, we've been really, you know, blessed and fortunate that now our sales have kind of expanded beyond um, the South and like we're now, you know, getting more national attention, which is really exciting for us. But I think it just further solidifies um, kind of, you know, that New York and the South thing is uh, we're trying to bring something that can translate to uh, many different personal styles, but still represent women um, both here and elsewhere, um, fully. Mm. Well, the thing that really like caught my attention when I was writing the intro was, and just a reminder to those of you who are listening, neither one of you have design experience, which is insane to me because for those who are listening, we're going to, I'm going to give you a chance to connect with Jamie and Margaret and many of you already followed them on Instagram and whatnot, but the pieces that you make, oh my gosh. I mean, the, I'm sitting here and I, I have some Pepperdine interns that they would say the bags are sick. Like they are so, (laughs) so in the best way they would be like, they're sick. And ironically they would say that. And I'm just going to throw that out there because the, I mean, they are 
gorgeous. And they, they look like they could be in Milan. They look like they could be in New York. They look like they could be in Paris. I'm, I want to take a trip just to take my Emily bag to Paris. I mean, and I, and I'm being serious over here, you guys. It's amazing to hear you both unpack the behind the scenes of the design side, because Mm -hmm. I truly cannot believe that neither one of you have that design experience. And, and I think listener, gosh, even right now, go look up one of these bags and really recognize what I'm saying here. This is not, you know, there's no major here that, that was, you know, fashion design major or, or whatever, you know, whatever major you would even get. Um, that's really cool. Like that, that to me is, is one of my biggest takeaways from this conversation is like, you really can do anything you set your mind to. Like, listener, if you have an idea, quit making excuses. Jamie and Margaret didn't make excuses when they decided, well, we want to make a Southern base luxury handbag line. And we know nothing about how to do that. So, okay. You guys have this idea. You know that you want to hone in on handbags. You 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 see in the market that there is a lack in this area, specifically in the South. Mm-hmm. What do you do next? Uh, when Margaret and I think back on these uh, first trips, we just we smile and we laugh and we're kind <laughs> of embarrassed and <laughs> you just have a lot of feelings when we think back about these uh, these first little trips, um, but. Uh, we really just, you know, at that point I was kind of rounding out my two weeks and Margaret would really like burn the midnight oil and just like, she was doing so much research and she was compiling information about, you know, domestic manufacturers. She was, um, you know, looking into sourcing and leathers and where should we get leathers from? I mean, we literally were starting ground zero, so we knew nothing. Um, you know, where do we go to find these things? Um, but I mean, obviously, I think when you're talking fashion and you're talking fashion in the U.S., you always look to New York. And Mm -hmm. um, that is just, you know, it's pretty easy. Um, I think from day one, Margaret and I knew um, we wanted to be very intentional with everything that we did. We didn't want to take on more than we thought um, we could execute. And we also didn't want to take on so much that we, you know, lost direction right out of the gate. So we were like, okay, we want to focus on something that is really specific, really beautiful, and we want to make it perfect. Mm. Um, And so, you know, that is where we started looking in New York, um, because that is where most of the domestic manufacturing is still lingering um, here in the United States. Yeah, we knew from um, keeping kind of like that thoughtful, intentional train of thought um, that kind of go in, goes hand in hand with small batches, you know, very thoughtful um, collections. So we didn't want to go the international route um, right out of the gate. We really wanted to keep it here close so Margaret and I could go and visit as frequently as possible because you just said it yourself. We didn't have all these fashion connections. We didn't yeah. have um, factory connections. We didn't have, you know, anything. So we knew whoever we're about to go into business to, you know, holds a huge stake in our business. And also this is a person that is about to become BFF with Margaret and Jane. <laughs> so, hold our hands the entire way. Yes. We know nothing. Wow. They were about to see a lot more of us than they probably expected. So, you know, um, so that was kind of, you know, why we made the decisions early that we did as far as like who we, decided to partner with, um, what areas that's one of the first, and it is extremely 
daunting, but that's one of the first questions we always get is like, how did you know where to start? How did you know where to go? And um, you kind of just have to dive in and start going and talking to people, like see who's responding to your brand, see who's responding to your vision. Um, And we, I mean, every meeting we would take, we would learn something new and we would go get a coffee in between and we would take notes and we would kind of refocus and then we would maybe adjust something and be like, okay, well now we know we can't do this. So we have to do this. And then we would move on to the next meeting. Um, so, uh, that was just a really fun time, but you know, Margaret and I look back and I think we had like one little like office depot folder that was like filled with like <laughs> crinkled up little sketches. Oh my gosh, <laughs> when we look back on it now, we're like, those people were like these girls, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, we, yes, we, I mean, just getting started in that way was just perfect because we learned so much and, Yes, without fashion backgrounds, we required probably more handholding than they're used to providing, but mm. we didn't care. Like mm. we were sponges and we absorbed everything they said. And we made sure that if it was something they had to teach us that was new, that we would make sure we were remembered for the next time. Because, mm. you know, while you're you're trying to kind of build up that brand ownership, right? And you're trying to show them like, I'm learning from you. I know this now. And um, you're trying to build your legitimacy as a brand and Mm. um, to, you know, continue to be respected by these people who are true craftsmen of what they're doing. Mm. Um, So. Now are these manufacturers that you're talking about or are these other designers and what were these Google caught? I mean, are you Googling who to meet with? I'm just so curious, (laughs) even, or these family friends, like how are you getting in with these different meetings and who are these meetings with? Um, it's, yes, it was with manufacturers. Jamie and I, you know, we sketched and actually came up with the, our original design, the max bucket bag. And our first thing we did was we made it out of paper to figure out, okay, is this the size we would like? And then you you have a little tape measure trying to figure out the exact, because the exact size we would like, because we don't know how to do, you know, spec sheets or anything at this point. Um, so we would, so we would meet these manufacturers with our sketches. Um, and then, you know, of course, you like Jamie has said, you know, you only learn by doing. So once we found the partner that we felt was a good fit for us, that was, you know, not um, that was, you know, going to be very patient and again, hold our hands. Uh, we started the sampling process or prototyping. And, you know, we didn't realize how long it takes to get a bag from an, a sketch or an idea to reality. It's several rounds of sampling and um you know, we, we, I can think back to the day we got our very first sample and Jamie and I drove to Memphis to meet with Jamie. We're like, this is the best day ever. And, you know, this is going to be the bag that we sell. And we open it up and it was kind of like a womp womp moment um, because it was, you know, not having that design background, we didn't realize, okay, well, we probably needed a little bit filler, a little bit more filler in the bag or the handle needs to be a little bit sturdier. And we need a, you know, a, a longer crossbody strap. So it, you know, it takes a lot of time. Um, yeah. But it also, you know, you have to be patient with yourself when you're learning as you're going. Um, yeah. But yeah, just sampling and prototyping with the manufacturer and them giving us tips that we would never know, like what certain materials to use. And they would lead us to sources that they worked with, you know, with leather mm-hmm. manufacturers overseas or, um, you know, where to get hardware and, you know, the little things that you don't even think about. So once you started asking questions to one manufacturer or, you know, leather supplier, they would, 
you know, open up their book of contacts. Luckily, um, you know, everyone was very helpful in helping guide us where we needed to go to get to the bags where they are now. Oh my gosh. Networking, networking, networking. Yes. Well, never stop asking. Yes. And I love too, that just gave such great insight for anyone who's listening and myself included. It, you, when you get the ball rolling, it picks up things along the way, like the snowball effect for, Mm -hmm. for you to say, well, we really want this to look different or we need the bag to be bigger or X, Y, Z. And then they're able to, like you said, literally open the bag and keep that snowball rolling with contacts and the right person. Um, so it's just really cool. My, I think all of you who are listening and you have that kind of business side of the brain and getting that prototype, getting the product right is one thing, but then gosh, you all had quite a bit of other things going on as well in regard to marketing, coming up with the name. Maybe tell us about how you all got started. Let's, let's even think. So you, you have a product. Ultimately you had one that you were in love with, I'm guessing. Um, and you're thinking, okay, we might be ready to move forward. What did the marketing side of things look like for you as you're thinking of a name and you're thinking of where you're going to sell it? Uh, tell a little bit about what that conversation was like. Well, the first thing we did that I really think was, you know, it's now that we're years beyond that or a year <laughs> beyond that. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that we did was we kind of wanted to do like a family and friends round. And mm. we were like, okay, so let's like make a small batch of these let's get them out there. Let's get people wearing them and let's get some feedback. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that I think Margaret and I wouldn't realize the value of until it was, you know, like I said, months later and we're making them, you know, at volume. Um, but what we did is we set up kind of a pop-up at like this event actually at Ole Miss. It's a weekend called Double Decker. It's an arts festival and it's very highly attended. It's very highly anticipated. And um, we set a pop-up there and I think we made like Marge, how many, like 120 it, something bags? Somewhere or around, something. Yeah, somewhere around 100 mark, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, bags, and we sold out of everything and at that event. And um, we, you know, would follow back up with people. And that's kind of what kickstarted all of our marketing hmm. um, is we, you know, we now had this audience. Like it was small, but it was like our audience, right? Yeah. And so like we had these people that we had started a conversation with and um, that was that was kind of our first thing. And it was also Margaret and I kind of, you know, dipping our toe into the water and saying, hey, we're here. Like, this is actually <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yes. Like, look, guys, we actually made them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, now when I look back, like, you know, you read it's it's always so funny when you read about something and it's all in the way that you're framing your story. And, um, you know, you hear someone else talk about these events that they're having and things. And I'm like, well, we kind of did that, but we didn't even know we were doing something really yes. like thoughtful and like this great marketing campaign at that point. But, yes. um, right. But uh, that, you know, just having those initial people carry the bags and, you know, they would tell us notes. We actually took a huge product um, development from that um from that event. And we actually added a drawstring closure onto the max bag, which has become like one of the most, you know, liked things about the bag. Um, And we got that from, you know, friends and family giving us advice, you know, but these are the women we're making the bags for. So who else do we want 
advice and feedback from rather than them. Right. Um, so I think that was that event really kind of it was our announcement as a brand. It was our the our, the kind of unveiling of Jay Lowry for the first time out in the fresh air. Um, um, but it was also you know something that I now when I look back it was it was a humble beginning, but it was a really really valuable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there we launched the site and we just kind of hit the ground running. We actually from that weekend we got you know a couple of wholesale requests so wow it was kind of like okay i guess we're going to do a wholesale now and um <sighs> you know so it that was just that be- those beginning times were really exciting and it was kind of you know growing as you go and you're learning as you go and um so that was kind of how our marketing and everything started off was um, we had that small event and then we launched the site um, a couple of months later and um, we've just hit the ground running since then. And I mean, now when we look at our wholesale list and who sells the bags and we have retail partners and we have online retail partners and um, it's just been growing ever since. Golly, it, it's so fun <laughs> to think about those moments and memories, and so many of my guests have them, of that beginning stage, getting to meet your customer face-to-face. Like you said, some of them were maybe friends and family, but then to get that feedback and then ultimately to have a wholesale request come out of that weekend. I mean, I feel like that would be a a real confidence booster and a real step in the right direction Mm momentum-wise for you both. Now, what year was this? This that was 2019. Yes. Wow. Okay, you guys. So earlier when I asked, it was 20. Well, yeah, it was 2014 when you guys were kind of doing the post grad season of life, and then 2019 is when the bags are are out with family and friends. And then tell us this: when you launch a website, do you have bags pre made that you've already purchased and sourced, and they're sitting somewhere? What does that look like? Um, yeah, so that's, you know, Jamie and I, again, not having any experience, um, we knew that we knew it would be hard to get in, to get in front of people, but we wanted to make sure that we were in charge of every touch point, um, of the brand, I guess. So like every interaction we wanted to have control over in the beginning. Um, so we, we really tried to focus on how, like what that looked like. So, you know, direct to consumer is it's kind of where we wanted to go, where we could have pop-ups and interact and be face-to-face with everyone. Um, so we we knew we would have to invest in the inventory up front, um, mm. which is, it's not, you know, it's it's expensive to do, but it also, um, you know, when you're taking feedback from from everyone, that's, that's why that's so important because you want to make sure that, um, you know, that you're producing what, what people love. So we invested in the inventory up front um, and we have it sitting in our warehouse. That's, you know, kind of the route that we've been taking still because we've, you know, we were planning on going um, to a market, which is where you sell to wholesale. And, you know, you can gauge how mu- how many bags you want to invest in by how many stores yeah. want to carry your bags. But um, when you add in your website to there too, you have to have your own on hand. Um, oh. So that's how we've kind of... Um, been working from the beginning and it's, it's been working for us so far. It's a kind of a risk to invest in all of your product up front because again, you, it's a guessing game. If, you know, Jamie yeah. and I want to create bags that we like and we think that they're going to be loved by our customers too, but you know, you still don't know with 100% certainty. Um, yeah. But it's been working for us so far. And again, with 
being thoughtful and intentional. That's why we've tried to invest in small batches rather than investing in, you know, thousands upon thousands of bags in different styles. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, such great tips. And and even for me, as I'm, I'm kind of putting the pieces together, so many great tips just then you guys as to how you can actually keep product, what that's looked like for Jamie and Margaret and, and what they've been able to do successfully. Uh, again, you guys probably are familiar with many of their pieces, but they have so many different options now. I mean, we kind of talked about the original bag, but you have grown so much. There's been so many different entities throughout these gosh, these past few years that we're kind of talking about. Um, but I'd love to know what has been, when you look back on, on all of the different entities and we've only kind of touched the surface today, there's so many more things. I feel like we might need to do a second episode in a year or two to hear how everything's going, but what would you say has been a real wow moment for you both? Um, I think we've had several that like we, you know, we still are kind of can't believe that happened, but, um, you know, like we said, we launched in 2019 and then, um, in August of that year. And then around Christmas, we received an email, you know, asking to be a part of the Southern living, um, tastemakers class for 2020 Wow! being from the South. And, um, you know, you grow up and you see this magazine everywhere and, you know, our moms read it and our grandmothers and everyone's everyone, our friends, moms read it and everything too. It was just a really huge, you know, like, I can't believe this is happening. It was kind of indescribable to think these two young women raised in the South are going to be in this huge Southern magazine. Um, but on top of that, you know, we were featured with so many wonderful women that some of what you've had on your show, like, uh, Mm. Christina Lynch from me, Galandrina. And, um, and we got to meet, you know, Molly Feening of Red Clay Hot Sauce and Mary Celeste Bell, who owns Blackberry Farm in Tennessee. And we're able to start building our network early, I guess. Mm. Um, and at the time you don't realize how huge that is, but, um, you know, the networking aspect, but just being, you know, alongside all these women who have been in business years longer than we had. And to think that, you know, our, our teeny tiny young brand, Mm. um, was able to, you know, stand next to them. We were just, I mean, we truly, I mean, I think sometimes we still like (laughs) pinch me moments where like, we cannot believe that happened. Um, but still, that was the major one. Yes, we are still in awe fully of that weekend, the fact (laughs) that we were in attendance um, or considered at all. Um, It was very humbling. And I I feel like even within this, um, you know, this following year in 2021, um, we've just had some really exciting moments. Um, I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, during such a crazy time, Lily Collins wore um, a Max Mini, and Uh, I don't think I could ever get that many text messages again in my whole life. (laughs) Um, I mean, that was just, you know, having a celebrity sighting and to be so young was just such a huge thing. And again, it was, um, you know, right when um, her show, Emily in Paris, I think everyone in the entire world was binge watching that at that point. Oh and, um, my gosh. Right. So, I mean, we've just, we've had a couple of just like true pinch me moments for us to be a two-year-old brand. Um, the launch of our feather bag brought some really exciting traction. Um, it had some mentions in um, town and country and cosmopolitan. And, uh, you know, again, these like, I mean, these huge publications that Margaret and I, you know, 
we're in the grind and we're, we're hustling every day. So to have any form of exposure, I mean, just any mentions on Instagram, anything is so humbling because, mm. you know, I think we're still trying to catch up to the fact that people are responding so well to this product that mm. we have invested, you know, our life and so much of our time into. And mm. so to have the, you know, have it recognized on a national platform like that and, um, with someone who, you know, a, again, a celebrity who has mm. probably the most fabulous closet. Um, that's just, you know, it's huge. <laughs> so we've, we've been really blessed. And I think Margaret and I still, it just, it never escapes us just how, how blessed we really are to do something that we're so passionate about and to have people support us and to um, have any exposure at all. Mm. It's just, we're so thankful and, um, it's just exciting times and we're only getting started. Yes. That, that is what's amazing me from this conversation is like, you guys really are just getting started. And I love, I just thought of this and I, I have chills and it, it makes me so excited for you both. But Jamie, to think of, you know, you a few years ago thinking, oh, maybe I'll be an editor in a magazine. How about this? How about you just be in the magazine? <laughs> How about that? How about you just, you know, be in the magazine? So I'm like over here just thrilled for you both and thrilled for what's coming. Um, and I know you guys always, you'll always have something fun coming up, but I can't let you both go uh, without asking this question because it's always a favorite of my listeners. Could, could you guys share perhaps what is the greatest lesson you have learned? This is this is something we talk about all the time just because we've been dealt a lot of, you know, unexpected um, challenges. But with every challenge, I think, we see it as an opportunity. Um, Jamie is an eternal optimist. And so I, I think <laughs> I'm very lucky to have that on my side too, when something may seem like it's the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, you have someone t- looking on the bright side, but with every, you know, with the pandemic or any manufacturing delays or anything that seems like, you know, it, it can't be overcome. It, it always can, you know, it's, it's just how you mm. respond to the situation. Um, you know, no one's going to run your business for you and you have to rise up to each occasion and figure things out. And I think we've had to do that several times and multiple times a day. Um, but I think it really is just all about the mindset. Um, mm. Just seeing everything as, you know, an opportunity to overcome. Hmm. Well, and that's been a theme both of you have shared, continuing to learn and take away little tidbits of each season of life. I love that you both shared that, um, just that, that, yeah, that optimistic point of view and every step along the way is a stepping stone, right? And, and right. even back to that thought of a, uh, a snowball effect, you know, as you take the steps forward, things are going to align and come together as it has for Jamie and Margaret and their business, but even a personal encouragement, you know, Take that, take that lesson even to your personal life and different things you're hoping will come together. It will. And to keep that optimism is, is key. Oh my gosh. Well, I am feeling so excited about everything that you guys are doing. The timeline here is crazy. I'm so excited that I'm going to get to share this episode with my listeners, but do tell us, cause I know you always have something coming up. What's next for you? I think, uh... We're we're in a just crazy growth period right now, um, both in our personal lives yes. and our business. Yes, I was going to say family too. <laughs> yes, um, as I mean, as you mentioned, Margaret just had her first 
baby boy who was such a precious angel and um, I'm adding on to make us a family of four. And so, um, you know, as our, you know, as our families grow, our business grows too. And it really is just how much we want to take on and how much we want to continue to put into this thing that we are so passionate about. And um, I think, you know, looking forward, we really want to we're excited about some new collaborations and partnerships. Um, there's so, 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 so many amazing women, many of whom have been on this show, mm. um, but that we want to partner with. And, um, you know, our dream list just gets longer and longer each day. But um, yeah. really stepping more and focusing into that more. And um, as always, we've got to bring you some new styles. So we oh. have got some new beautiful styles we're working on. and new textures um, and... Yes, always new textures and, um, you know, just hopefully bringing you more things you can love and um, add to your closet to love for many years to come. Absolutely. Yes. And for Lily to add to her closet as well. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we've covered so much, but is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? Gosh, I feel like I could truly keep going on and on, but I know no one wants to listen to it. Hey, no, I'm here. I'm ready. (laughs) Right. Um, No, I mean, I think we've covered it all, but we would love to stay in touch with anyone. Um, Please follow us on Shop J. Lowry and um, we would love to keep up with you all. And like I said, I mean, the further we get into our business, it does seem like in just a beautiful way, it becomes more and more personalized. And um, we just, we love interacting with you know, new customers. And um, so we just want to always stay in touch and stay thoughtful and intentional with each one of you. And we're so thankful for everyone who has supported us thus far. And we can't wait to meet all the new customers that are soon to come. Hopefully, uh, Yes. So, so many different connections, both through customers. And, and I love too, how you mentioned just different collaborations coming up, even right. some with former guests that we've had. I mm-hmm. love to know because you guys, and it was really funny. I mentioned this before we started recording, but I was talking with the um, Noble 31 girls yesterday and asked them this question and they were like, you have to talk to Jamie and Margaret. So anyways, <laughs> I'd love to ask you guys, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their HSDT story? Oh, yeah. It's funny because we actually uh, talked to them the other day and said we were going to list them. And it was funny because you <laughs> you interviewed them yesterday. But um, there's so many women like Jamie mentioned. But one that comes to mind who's like the ultimate female founder cheerleader is um, Molly Feening of Red Clay Hot Sauce and Baby Aiders um, out of Charleston. Um, she, I mean, she's we, you know, got to meet her at Southern Living and just since have kept in touch and she just is always rooting, you know, she's the person you want in your corner. Um, and then I think, um, I think Mary Glenn of, um, MG style, she is, she's been someone that, um, Jay Lowry, I feel like we've had a relationship with her from the very beginning and to see her account and her business and her brand just skyrocket, Um, And it's been so fun to just kind of be a spectator and watch her um, just really kind of come into like what she's going to be doing. Um, But yeah, so MG style, I think she'd be a great one for um, to definitely for the podcast. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for those awesome recommendations. Listeners, you'll have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Molly and Mary and Jamie. I know you just mentioned it, but remind us where can listeners connect with you? Our website is um, shopjlowry.com. 
um, and our Instagram handle is the same. We would love to connect with you there. Awesome. You guys are amazing. Thank you so Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.